This is your announcer, Chuck Landington. Welcoming you to the Metal Injection Livecast. Our pal, Ivan Moody seemed a little perturbed that his former band members were joining forces for a new project. Trust me, I know how it feels. I was really upset when I heard Sean and Shlomo were doing a new podcast together. Just kidding. R.I.P. a listener, the Metal Injection Livecast starts now. Thank you for those kind words. I do believe both Shlomo and Sean, as of this recording, are both alive. And we're hope, we hope you are alive. And uh, with us here on the Metal Injection Livecast. Which one's the listener? <laughs> I guess I guess they sort of both are now, right? But uh, I do want to mention, as we get going, we've had a few time changes in the last few weeks. And uh, I just want to lock it down. Lock it down, folks. Our current live broadcast time where, you know, if you tune in live, one of the added bonuses, if you're not a patron, is that you get to watch the show for free live. Otherwise, you have to be a member of our Patreon to watch the show. Get to look at all this all the time. So uh, we are live Tuesday nights at 6 p.m. Eastern. Uh, 3 p.m. Pacific and uh, at different parts of the world. That would be a different time as well. So it it would be 11 p.m. in London, I think, and 8 a.m. tomorrow in Sydney. So hello. Time zones. How do they work? Hello (laughs) tomorrow. Sydney's right there. What are you talking about? You can get the show inside of Sydney? In my colon. Mm -hmm. Sydney, Australia. Hard to hear in there. (laughs) And uh, near Wales. It's right next door, yes. And I do want to mention also that I mentioned the Patreon. We do have a Patreon. If you want even more livecasts, if you want access to all of our video episodes since quarantine began, uh, you can get access to those and a ton of bonus episodes. We just posted a new episode today. And the bonus, the top of the month bonus is something that I've been wanting to do since we've started doing these watch-alongs which is a watch along of the 1998 documentary, Kurt and Courtney. We had such a great time completely shitting on this documentary. The documentary examines if Courtney Love uh, killed Kurt Cobain and they provide no evidence backing up their theory. <laughs> and they behave as if they've provided all the evidence. <laughs> yes. Yes, and it's really an incredible watch. And really, if you're an aspiring filmmaker, it's a good watch to see what not to do. And um, it's so funny because uh, as I was uh, as I was working up the promotional materials for this film, uh, just a quick little little teaser. I found that on his official website, because this guy's a pretty prolific uh, documentarian, Nick Broomfield. It's uh, pretty easy to make a lot of documentaries when you do no research and just pull stuff out of your ass. <laughs> you just crank them out one after the other. Yeah, like one of them he did was about Sarah Palin, uh-huh. unauthorized, of course. Uh, he did like a bunch on like uh, Nazis, a bunch of weird stuff. Uh, but anywho... Uh, so on his website, uh, I like how anywho is a transition from talking about Nazis. But anywho, uh, on his website, he has a little comment for like every movie that he did. And so for Kurt and Courtney, he he describes it as a really long shoot, lots of druggy motels and bad meals and rain. 
Uh, he said that there, his editors saved the situation. Uh, lots of bad dreams. So it's like he didn't even have a good time making this. No. I don't think he was invited to those like drug-ridden hotels. He was well, probably no. just standing outside. Well, it's just the ho- the motels where he interviewed those random yeah. people that like did heroin once with Kurt Cobain and the only people that would talk to him. Uh, so highly recommend the viewing. We do a watch along. So we essentially watch the movie. You can watch the documentary with us and get our real time snark. And we have a whole lot of it. So you can get that on our Patreon, patreon.com slash metal injection live cast. And I do want to mention you get access to all of our bonus episodes that we've ever done and all the video versions of the website of the episodes that we've done this year. So now that we got all the plugs out of the way. Rob, can I ask you a quick question? Yeah. Cause you, you like triggered a memory that I can't believe I recalled right now and you might get a little bit upset at me bringing it up, but I have a question for you. Uh Oh, was Kurt and Courtney worse than that video that you brought into our film class in college of stuff we were doing at Lemoore outside. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I'm glad you brought this up because I recently started thinking about this. I, I'm not sure if we mentioned this on the show, but uh, the year I started, uh, we started metal injection. You know, I was still in college, but I was like one foot out the door. I was ready to drop. Out. We were both in college with yeah, one foot out the door. That's true. I We were in the same class too, right? Yes. We that so it was like a, a, a TV production. A video it was that teacher. Class. Oh no. I, we both had the same teacher. Was that like, I think she was like Polish or something. She had long brown hair. No, that was, I had a, like a Colombian lesbian was my teacher. Oh, okay. So maybe it was. I just, okay, whatever. But it was in the same program. So we, uh, our project was we had to make a short and instead of like actually doing the work, I kind of, I essentially stole Frank's work <laughs> and like <laughs> submitted a, uh, a metal injection clip from like one of our very early episodes, which I'm pretty sure is not even available online because it's so embarrassing. And it's Thank essentially goodness. we let our friend at the time walk around this old venue, Lamore, which we've talked about many times on the mm. show. And just be a belligerent drunk and like <laughs> talk about like slamming, slamming who is in the bathroom. And I can't believe I showed that in, in class and thought it was good. Walked like, well, around asking like women, he goes, would you suck my dick for like $10 or something like that? Yes. This was right. like during a concert at the venue and you just yes. filmed? Yeah. Right. yeah Everyone was songs. drunk. Yeah. Oh, no, no. It was like in the, cause the venue has like the, it has like the two stages. So like if there's a band performing in one area, you can be a hanging smoking out. section. Yeah. You could be hanging out in a completely different area where it's not loud enough where you could tape. Okay. Uh, and uh, yeah, so big regrets. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why uh, that. That's... I would say that I would say this is better though. Okay. Whose idea was that video? Like, well, not, I wasn't even there. Cause I remember I skipped out on uh, that day of shooting. Cause I was, preoccupied doing goodness doing hard drugs so honestly i wouldn't even call it an idea (laughs) yeah fair being 21 was yeah it was very yeah it It wasn't i don't know we have a camera this is way better this but so anyway definitely check this out (laughs) really really fun uh watch along that we did and uh we think you learned something about 
Kurt Cobain, maybe, or the people that he did heroin with once. Or that said they did heroin with Or that said that they did. Yes, that's true. Maybe, maybe not. Uh, So at the top of the uh, broadcast today, uh, we had Chuck Blandington mention this five-finger death punch drama, which I don't like, it's really funny to me. So, you know, five-finger death punch. They're good. I like them too. You like five-finger death punch, but uh, five-finger death punch. So we've talked about how, like, they've recently had some lineup changes and... um, their drummer left a while ago and uh we mentioned this i think two weeks ago he has a new band now called psychosexual where uh he essentially this is the the old drummer of the band is now the front man of this new project and uh he dresses up as the literal devil like here oh yeah are you sure that's not the uh the name for his co-only fans with franz uh <laughs> <laughs> I heard that I had a hot tip on that. So here's like a little. It's just essentially five finger death punch, but like with more of a gimmick. I mean, you already get it. And, and I, you know, you see people, they think that he's like red. He's got a goatee and a pointy tail and stuff like that. He doesn't. He's very beautiful. <laughs> so you get it. So so he has this band, and honestly, the only reason they've been getting any publicity is because he's the old drummer of Five Finger Death Punch. And like you know, I try not to be too mean with my stories because I realize that it's like, oh, I'm I'm. I don't want to insult the fans of this band. Like I'm providing them with the service of giving them information about the band that they enjoy. So I don't necessarily want to knock the band, but the angle for these stories has been, look at this ridiculous song that the old drummer of five finger death punch released. Like there's no other angle for this. Uh, And so uh, apparently now he's being really prolific. I guess he needs the streaming money. Uh, Jeremy Spencer is the drummer. And recently, about a month ago, it was announced that their longtime guitarist, Jason Hook, is no longer in the band. And there was some controversy because he hasn't been in the band for a few months, but he was not allowed to announce it until the band announced it. Anyway, it was announced if it was good. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So anyway, so long story short, over the weekend it came out that Jason Hook was now collaborating with Jeremy Spencer on his new band, Psychosexual, which to five finger death punch fans, I would say is kind of interesting news. Hey, these two former members of the golden lineup of five finger death punch are now working on new music together, right? So uh, I guess a lot of people messaged Ivan Moody, the front man of Five Finger Death Punch about this, to the point that he had to record a video message commenting on this. And I wanted to play this message because uh, to put things in perspective, Five Finger Death Punch are essentially the most successful current 
like modern rock act, you know, like, like of, of the, of bands that hit the scene in the last 10 years or so, they're the most successful one, like objectively. Based on what metric? Oh, record sales, headlining shows. Really? They're the yeah. most successful? God damn. I feel like they're like the Godsmack of today or something. Yeah, that, that would be very fair to say. And Thank you. <laughs> so, and Ivan Moody, Moody is the Moody. front man. <laughs> Ivan Mooney. No, that's Moody. a different one. That's the lead singer of Five Finger Death Panch. <laughs> uh, he's in this very successful band. And so, like, if I were him, like, if you were him and you heard that the two guys that you kicked out of your band were working on new music, how, how would it affect you? Well, how do you feel about me and Sid starting our own podcast? Well, hold on. Did, did I kick you out of this podcast? <laughs> it'd, uh, be like, it'd be like if Sean and Shlomo started a podcast. And we like, kicked them out? <laughs> and, uh, so, but here's how he reacted. And I'm just like, dude, you're... Oh. That's what he looks like? Is that a video of him taking a punch? <laughs> this is a porn parody of John Cena that Rob was watching. It looks like um, The Undertaker in Darren's background. <laughs> this is actually, that. you put up the wrong picture. This is Mikey Bibble. Oh, that's who that is. Just when I thought my day couldn't get any better. Woof. Also, look at this giant fucking house that he lives Very in. Very high ceilings. Well, he it depends where he lives. He lives he in Vegas. To, what does he have? Tourette's? What was that? Woof, woof. I got to oh, yeah. tell you about my day. Woof, woof, woof. <laughs> Let me go back. Watching the Tyson and Jones fight. Man, oh, I God. Just when I thought my day couldn't get any better. Woof. Woof. Got home from woof. watching the Tyson and Jones fight. Also, got home from watching the Tyson and Jones fight? Like, he, Yeah, he went to a super spreader event to watch yeah. the final closed circuit. <laughs> All right. Man, I'd pay fifty dollars to see that again and again. <laughs> I mean, okay. I mean, th that's how little money matters to him. Yeah, <laughs> it's loaded. Their age, fucking go at it like that. That was intense. But that wasn't the apex of my day. No. As I'm driving home, what a what a charismatic frontman this guy is. Oh, can't! I, I wish I could hear his stage banter. It must be so compelling. <laughs> Just when I thought my oh, day whoa. couldn't get any better. Sorry. Got home from watching the Tyson and Jones fight. Man, I'd pay $50 to see that again and again. I've seen fighters half their age fucking go at it like that. That was intense. But that wasn't the apex of my day, no. As I'm driving home. Wait, no, wait. Um, the, the apex of your day wasn't watching two old men beat the shit out of each other? I find that weird. hard to believe. <laughs> For millions of dollars, though. They're tough for doing. Phone kept blowing up, and I was like, fuck. So I pulled over to check it, and I got like 100 different uh, news feeds. And they all I wonder read... if Metal Injection was one of them. Oh, shit. He has or I block. wonder if he clicked Lamb Goat or Metal Injection first. Probably. He seems like more of a Loudwire guy. I found an article from someone named Robert Pazabini or whatever his name is. <laughs> <laughs> Something I thought it was a joke at first, but it's very real. I thought it was a joke. Why would it be a joke that... Two musicians are working on music together. So there's, so there's these two musicians, all right? They, <laughs> they were in Five Finger Death Punch. Can you believe it? This guy in the front knows what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> and it read, Jason Hook joins forces with Jeremy Spencer. <clears throat> is that like a Wolverine claw? What is that it's on the corner? Just, yeah, I, 
also he's just like light reflecting but it does look like a a wolverine claw it's his also- dog holding the camera that's why he woofed before he was talking did you hear he did like a subtler woof just he did like a mm. oh he <laughs> does it maybe he does it. maybe i shouldn't say that joke or maybe he really did. i'm yes. shaming him for his illness yes Woof. let the truth be told <laughs> i'm excited <laughs> i'm not patronizing I, I'm not. This comes from my heart. Jason and Jeremy, congratulations. I know you two have waited to do something together for years. And now you have the platform something to good. do it, man. So let's yeah, see I mean, got. weren't they already doing something together in your yeah. fucking band, buddy? What? I don't not? understand. Like, are you, are you admitting that you gave them no voice in your band? He's admitting that they did nothing because they're in that band that he's in control of. Or is he admitting they were looking forward to not being in a band with him anymore? Like All we just, we really point. wanted to work together without you being in the room. Now, I could take this one of two ways. I could take this as a spit in the face, saying that you're going to do bigger and better. And the quote I heard. Okay. Did they Why? Say no. Well, well he's finish. about to. Yeah. Heard was, yeah. and forgive me if I'm wrong on this, was that someone said the sex appeal has left five finger death punch? <laughs> Sound familiar? I Did didn't know we were out for Calvin and Klein ads, but you know, if you're going to be Calvin out there, and reach for the top man, Drakkar Noor, Playgirl. Fuck. I love that the top is Drakkar Noor. <laughs> the most basic ass it. cologne. I didn't know we were going for, for members only jacket ads there. Uh, <laughs> oh boy. Look at I didn't know tattoo. we were going for Jeez. Axe Body Spray and Ed Hardy ads. What? Also, Rob, why did you write that in your article about the sex appeal? You hurt his feelings. <laughs> Come on, Rob. Fuck it, right? Woohoo! I hope the two of you uh, wow, look at write how the greatest right fucking album you can muster. Like he's challenging Challenge them. accepted. Oh. I'll be your Huckleberry. Because Challenge- as of today, I am personally going to make sure that this new Death Punch album... It's like nothing you've ever fucking heard before. Before, I was going to make it suck. Yeah, yeah right? like, What? Yeah. yeah, you know, before I was going to half-ass it, but now that I hear you guys are working together, I'm going to put extra grunts and woofs and, uh, and, uh, and uh, pro-Trump uh, imagery in my, in my video now. It's going to fucking rule. Woof, woof, woof. <laughs> and to all of our fans, so, thank you for sticking so with us through all these years. Keep your ear to the ground. It's about to get real fucking interesting. <laughs> be well. It sounds like he's like threatening him. Also, he's sober or should be sober. I hope he's sober because, geez. Listen, guys, you know, a little friendly competition, meow, never really hurt anybody. <laughs> meow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can I just point out one little thing that he did at the end? He's wearing his hat backwards and he tips the bill of his cap, which isn't there. To, like right at the Is end. that what that was? What Let's the see. fuck are you doing? Wait, Turn- you Thank you yes. for sticking with us through all these years. Keep your ear to the ground. It's about to get real fucking interesting. Be well. <laughs> It's on the other side, dipshit. I would have done the video all over again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's only two minutes. Just Maybe that. all those woofs took a lot yeah. out of them. <laughs> Ivan Moody, if you're listening, give us a call. 213-WIDE-NOT-213-943-3688. Do you get the sense that he's like 
taking this personally for some reason? Yes. Like, why? Why? Like, who cares? Who cares? Oh, uh, do you think? I mean, Jesus Christ. This looks like he wants to cry almost. It's like, why? Why get offended? The dudes you kicked out of your band. Well, did well, he or did they leave on their own? Didn't one of them leave to like be a firefighter or some shit or like an EMT? Well, uh, the drummer, he left, I think, because he couldn't tour anymore. Okay. Uh, so he just couldn't be in the band. Uh, so he I mean, all of them can't tour anymore. Yeah, yeah. but it, it seems like the guitar with the guitarist, that's, it's unclear why he left, the, like why he either he left or was kicked out or I don't know what it was. It could have been a financial thing where he might have wanted royalties and they didn't want it. Who knows? I mean, it so, just seems like he has a little bit of an anger issue. Yes, just 100%. in terms of how he reacts. I think he's insecure because he knows Absolutely. that his shit isn't that good. So if they go out and do a good album, I well, think- I don't know if you heard that, but now he's gonna make it good. Now oh. it's like challenging seven. <laughs> right, right. I forgot. Uh, so he probably doesn't want to like have to like see them, you know, cover it on like metal injection and all of that. More than him. Yeah, like, is he subscribed to Metal Injection's newsfeed? I mean, I know that the bassist actively follows us, Chris Kale. What about Zoltan? Zoltan, I, he might have us blocked. We might have said something mean. How annoyed is Zoltan, though, now? Like, he didn't agree to make a good album. Now, all of a sudden, this Ivan <laughs> Moody's writing checks that these other guys have to cash. Yeah, he's, he's putting it out there. Like, I thought we were just going to make another album that sounds like us. What the fuck? Now we have to try? We have to do music? Gross. I thought we just—I thought we were just gonna suck the soul out of other existing songs that uh, we cover. Maybe they'll just do covers of psychosexual songs. <laughs> like, take that! All right, oh, guys, shit. I got it. All right, we're gonna do psychosexual, but just change everything to Bad Company and just do that again. <laughs> My own company. What are they well, we're talking about all this music that might not be good. One band that always delivers are German thrash metal legends, Sodom. Sodom released their new single and video for the song Friendly Fire this past weekend. And the track is taken from the band's upcoming studio album, Genesis 19. That's Genesis XIX. And you could. Check out the video Friendly Fire out now via E1 Entertainment One in North America and Steamhammer SPV in Europe. Love me some good thrash from Sodom. I got a little uh, hot tip on the name of the new Five Finger Death Punch album. Here it is. All Elite Scooby-Doo. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I like it. It's yeah. different. Well, uh, speaking of the Undertaker cameo, uh, oh, yeah. you know, first People of all, love that bit. I, I just want to say what a what a great one. I think we should play the full All Elite Scooby Doo one, right? Like, yeah, he starts laughing. That's the that's <laughs> we didn't get to that. We just we he said All Elite All Elite Scooby Doo, <laughs> and then we just stopped because we started cracking up. Yeah. But if you go like ten seconds more into it, he starts cracking up also. And they just left it in like he didn't do it over. Well, he's got 29 more of these to do. <laughs> and here's. <laughs> All elite Scooby-Doo. 
that's how I'm going to address you. So they had added music for some reason on this YouTube video. Yeah. Well, this is not in the cameo. All elite Scooby-Doo. <laughs> Congratulations on getting married. You did the right thing. In March of next year, your days <laughs> as a single man will soon <laughs> rest in oh boy. peace. I like I, how he, he took it into a, a laugh, like a like an evil laugh. It's yeah, like, like you know what so that nice. reminds me of? Like when you're walking down the street and you trip and you take it yes. into a little jog. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's totally that's that. What, <laughs> that's what that was. Yeah, I just love He's like, wait, you incorporated my rest in peace line to your marriage? <laughs> Congratulations. That's what he was laughing about. No, it's his bachelorhood, Rob. His ro- yeah. He's not going to. That's what's going to rest in peace. But probably his marriage, too. Well, who's marrying someone in all elite Scooby-Doo? All Elite Velma? <laughs> Are you saying Velma and Scooby-Doo hooked up? Oh, for sure. No doubt about it. Well, on the topic of cameos, uh, this week, <laughs> uh, Dream Theater's frontman James Labrie Whoa. Uh, got some headlines because he's on Cameo. No, you're a Dream Theater fan, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, I haven't listened to them in a while. I kind of like their individual projects. Oh yeah, uh, do, do you listen uh, to James Labrie's solo stuff? Uh, yes, but oh. I haven't listened to it in a while. I want to ask you, Noah, as a Dream Theater expert, and I've you know listened to Dream Theater. Don't really hate them or anything, but I wouldn't say I'm a big fan. So this is a question for you: Has he always looked like Weird Al Yankovic with a Hitler mustache? <laughs> this Hitler that, mustache it, the Hitler mustache is brand new. I was going to ask if that's new. Yeah. It is weird. No, he, but he. Uh, I can't remember her name, but it's like a model from like the 80s. Cindy Not, Crawford. No. Kathy no. Ireland. Kathy, I, maybe Kathy. I, I have to see what she looks like. She sells furniture now. Yeah. Hmm. No. Her? Well, what did she do? It was a anyway? blonde one. Kathleen Cheryl Turner. Teagues. Vendela. Linda Carter. Kathleen Turner's not a model. She's an actress. How dare you? She was like a supermodel from like the 90s. 90s. Well, so what are you getting at? Is it Iman? That's that's who he reminds me of. I don't know. I'll have like, as soon as it gets to me, which might not be during the show, I'll... I'll (laughs) Oh, so you mean old time dream theater guy. Like when he was... James Shibbery looks like one of these women. Why don't you put up old James, Le- I mean, young James Labrie, and let me see what he looks like, and I'll tell you who the yeah. model is. Like with Let's his long see. hair and stuff. Uh, looks like kind of like Ben Shapiro, honestly. Oh, my Maybe God. I'm thinking of Fabio. Yes, I can uh, definitely see Fabio. <laughs> oh, my God. Winter Rose? That was his best. <laughs> look oh, at these folks. Also, the hair. The hair. <sighs> he does look like Fabio. Yeah, I see that. Fabio mixed with Ben Shapiro. Ben Shafabio. Robert Plant. Robert Plant looks like Edge right there. So he always does. So James Labrie, he's uh, reasonably only charging $55 for a cameo compared to Vince Neal, $300. So uh, he recently. Now, here's the thing. For me personally, I'm not a fan of Dream Theater. I cannot say I'm a fan of Dream Theater. I respect that they're excellent musicians, mm-hmm. but 
Uh, anytime I've been to a show where they've performed, I'm just so bored. Well, it's not true. I'm really, really into it. And then James Labrie starts singing and I'm out. I just like something about, I, I just, I just, I'm not a fan of how his vocals complement the music. It's a little too power metal-y and I wish it was much uh, a heavier vocal choice. That's why I'm a, a bigger fan of uh, liquid tension experiment, which is the instrumental version kind of. I've always thought of dream theater as the band that really nobody likes except musicians. Yeah, they're definitely a musician's band. Like that's their main like demographic are probably all like guitarists who have at least five years experience. Right. Uh, so with that said, let's, let, let's see how James handles cameo. All Elite Scooby-Doo. You want me to sing All Elite Scooby-Doo? <laughs> hey, Keegan. How are you, man? So James here, uh, your mother informed me um, you're a huge dream. I mean, seriously, like this guy's married, right? Like his wife has nothing to say about this mustache. It looks like it's not even like he has the side. Like, did he just dye the sides blonde or gray? Like what's going on? How many times? Sure. Oh, go ahead, Sid. Yeah, sorry. No, I'm not. I just, it's, I'm not sure. It's, it sort of looks like some pictures I've seen of Gigi Allen. But he was going for like a very specific psychotic look. So I don't think this guy's <laughs> trying for the same thing, but that's sort of what it gives me. How many times a day do you think he tells people, it, Charlie Chaplin, I meant Charlie Chaplin. <laughs> it's wider. <laughs> look at the movies, God damn it. I think depending on where he lives on Long Island, he tell us times. <laughs> Theater fan, you're 18 years old. You're going to graduate in 2021. That's awesome. Um, I hope that- You can't even stand still, this guy. Sorry, I refuse to believe anyone that young is a massive Dream Theater fan to the point where they're like their their mom got them this. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> I think the mom. I believe just did it. This. The mom just did this to like to have to say she did it for the kid. I think. No, I, I could believe it. Like, look, if you get into metal at like thirteen, you pick up a guitar. You like they're the guitar band. I could see like really getting into it. I'm going to give you a spoiler for the end of this video and explain why this video exists. Uh, 18 years ago, the woman who ordered this video was backstage at a Dream Theater show and had a good time with the lead singer. And sh this is her way of introducing the lead singer to his son. <laughs> so it cuts off like right before the end. Like, fuck, the no, what? No. Cancel. Oh, so he starts crying. <laughs> Everything works out according to plan for you. And I know right now we're living in surreal times, but we'll get through it and when we do, how do you know? You know? Um, hopefully, yeah, really. we will do everything we He's can Illuminati. to get out to Vancouver and and do a show for you there. And uh, also, okay, here you get a really good look at his stash here. There's nothing here. It. Like he's shaving it. Like what? Why? He's I don't know. Also, also I never really picked up on how Canadian his accent is. By the way, I think the model is Linda Evangelista. Oh, okay. Okay, I guess I could see that. Yeah. Fabio Moore, but yeah, I see it. Yeah, sure. Okay, yeah, they could be like fraternal twins. Yeah, but Linda Evangelista is like the Way Arnold Schwarzenegger to his Danny DeVito yes. <laughs> twins. Yeah, or the Swayze brothers. You ever see Patrick Swayze's brother? Oh God, know. yes. Let's see. Yeah, they look exactly like brothers, but 
They but completely 180 degrees apart. But yeah, oh, oh, brother, that's all. Whoa. It just shows you how weird genetics is. Like they, you know, they're brothers instantly. <laughs> but what it's, is this? This he looks like an actor, like Harry, ha- like Harry Hamlin. Harry Hamlin. Uh, Let's, no. Yeah, I could mm. sort of see it. Yeah, like like old Harry Hamlin. He just looks like Patrick Swayze, but like yeah. through a wood chipper or something. Like it's kind of like stomped on his face. <laughs> uh, Finn Balor too. His siblings are like, oh. You're uh, much less attractive. Oh, or- no. Woof. Woof. <laughs> Channeling Ivan Moody over here. <laughs> He's a wrestler. Yeah. But anywho. That's his brother, all elite Scooby-Doo Balor. <laughs> <laughs> Is that Nick Kroll on the end? <laughs> Christmas sweater? Oh, nope. Oh. All right. So here we go. Back to James Labrie. <laughs> um, you know. Have a great time and don't forget distant memories came out yesterday uh, our latest live dvd it was shot in london two nights so wow look at this a direct cameo plug <laughs> don't forget i mean what rob you should take notes what a pro was... i'm saying is this not a violation of the terms of service come on get out of here with Mama, this. check that out um so yeah she <laughs> says you play your mom says you play a lot of uh, dream theater for her and uh, I guess one of poor your favorite woman. songs. Yeah, it, it's almost like that's what he's saying. <laughs> like, oh, the poor woman has to hear all my music. <laughs> he sounds so Canadian that, like, it seems like a, a Kids in the Hall sketch. <laughs> like, in the updated Kids in the Hall, yeah. where they, they're incorporating cameo into their yeah. fits. <laughs> this is uh, Pull Me Under, so that would probably go something like... <clears throat> Oh boy. Let me think about this. It'll go a little something <laughs> like this. <clears throat> I'm trying to get the right register. Oh, wait. No. Wow. I'm trying to get the right register. Me, 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 me. <laughs> no, no, the face, oh. the oh, faces no. here are going to be he's, incredible. He's, he's winding it up. For this. <laughs> that was, do that again, please. No, that was great. Doremi <laughs> Fossil. You gotta do the Mariah Carey thing where she does this <laughs> with the hand up and down. <laughs> He's doing it. He's doing the. Mariah. Could you work what? this out before you start the fucking camera? For fuck's sake! I don't need to see you tuning up the band here. Watch this spell falling. Gives no meaning to it. Why? still. He looks and sounds like a 1940s cartoon pot-bellied stove that's emitting smoke. <laughs> his, his singing face reminds me of Judd Hirsch. I don't know if that. You want? Well, you want me to sing a song? I mean, I don't. I don't know what song you want me to sing. Uh, uh, All right, look. this is uncomfortable. I look like a Lindo Evangelista. That's a great compliment. <laughs> oh my god. Very beautiful. She's a very beautiful Goyesha woman. <laughs> Watch this spell falling. Gives no meaning to it all. If oh not god. today, not tomorrow. Then someone I'm telling. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> 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 
look at his tongue. It looks like one of those sun-kissed candies. Oh. Those sun-kissed jellies. Uh, <laughs> it looks like you're like a Laffy Taffy or something. <laughs> now and later. If not today, not tomorrow, <laughs> then someone I'll take. Oh. I know he lives in a in like a private house, but I wish he lived in an apartment so we could hear his upstairs neighbor like <laughs> pounding on the floor to tell him to shut the fuck up. Shut Every up. day with this shit, man. Shut up. How many fucking cameos are you gonna do? <laughs> enough is enough. <laughs> this is rough. Fucking oh old shoe God. comes so through anyways, his window. Um, also, like, Dream Theater are perfectionists. You know, they mix that. Like, he didn't give a fuck. Like, he's like, 20 is tough for everybody, man. You gotta, you gotta make like, that cash. The Undertaker, he's gotta squeeze in 47 more cameos today. Yeah. Listen, all the best to you. Merry Christmas, man. I hope uh, you're staying safe, healthy. You have a beautiful mother there to set something. You don't know. God bless his mother. God bless his father. I, I love that little part at the end where he's like, he finishes belting out this horrible, and then he goes like, Hey, you know, you know something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he just like was just like tr Tina Turner fucking belting on the stage. <laughs> you know, well, just a little something. You know, I don't know. Just you do know, it let's together. Play, last one. Let's play that again. Uh, tomorrow, <laughs> tomorrow. Uh, and it goes on and on. Yeah. So it goes on like that some more. You don't want to hear that. You don't want to hear this, this thing you just asked me to do. You don't want to hear that. Like the end of it was great, I thought. Because it ended. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I agree, Noah. I concur. But, the, but the beginning of it made me feel so uncomfortable. Because he like he turned, you were just talking about Danny DeVito. He turned into Danny DeVito. They got all squat. And you were like, ah! <laughs> He's like a little armadillo. Like he it kind was of a little like, Douglas Levison to it as well. <laughs> Why? I'm mediocre nothing. <laughs> Who are you? Is Douglas Levison on cameo? That needs to happen. Oh, please. Oh, I wish. I wish. I think, he's I think he's embarrassed about his oh. fame, you know? Why? Yeah, Did we the shame him into hiding? Well, there was that other guy. Someone pranked him and like basically called him up purporting to be a reporter oh yeah yeah yeah. and he's like he starts answering questions like normally and then they, there were some joke questions in this it goes what are you trying to pull here you ruined my day watching jeopardy and you know whatever he says oh it looks like there's a new interview with him last year where he gives oh. his side of the trumpet fight story it's audio only it's 35 minutes so it's something probably need to Go over first. I have the Jeopardy clip. It's short if you want to hear well, what he Thank you for messing up the first half of Jeopardy for me tonight. <laughs> That's it. Aw, I wonder what he's doing. That's another Are you with Inside Edition or are you some nut calling me up? Like Inside Edition are nuts. Come yeah, on. that's a reputable outlet. Come on. I, I am a great exponent. And I'm a great exponent in peace and love. <laughs> he, he raises numbers to the third power for peace and love. <laughs> What was the word he was trying to use, do you think? Proponent, I guess. Yeah. Oh, proponent. I, you know, he just seems like a learned guy. He got one slip up. He, he walked Bob Dylan up. He went to the conservatory of music. <laughs> right. There was probably a question about exponents on Jeopardy, so it was just on his mind. 
he's he's trained classically. He's trained contemporaneously. You got those right. I hope he's doing all right during the pandemic. Yeah, he looks like he's in a risk group, and that was like fifteen yeah. years ago. God yeah. knows what he looks like now. So yeah, hunchback. <laughs> I mean, is he? I mean, he is. I think he's got some something wrong with him. If he isn't I, yet, he's on his on the path to being that. I hope he's all right. God bless you, Doug. I mean, I'm an atheist, but figure of speech. Uh, I do want to point out, like I just clicked on uh, James LeBree's cameo, and on this one, you get a better look at the stash. Fresh out oh. the shower. <laughs> hey, Lee, so how are you? Hey, what? Oh, hey, Lee? 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 All of James here. So your son Morgan has informed me that you've been a huge Dream Theater fan since the 90s. And that whenever we're in Boston, you've gone to all the shows. Um, he also How told me that. Um, the dream theater you're such a huge say. dream theater. Dream theater eyes. But you even have the DT logo, so tattooed. So Noah, that's are the cool. eyes distracting you from the Adolf Hitler Nazi mustache that he's sporting? Yes, I'm looking at his eyes, not his upper lip. Working, what? Like the cameo is a, high, a little higher quality. You can kind of see that he's still like. Where there's no Hitler mustache, there's like a line mustache almost at the ends that connects to his goatee. There's a whole lot going on there. Which is all just for men up. You know, he's clearly using way too much just for men. Yeah, you'd think if you're that concerned with your beard being gray, just don't have any facial hair there. You're you're, you're, you're making a Hitler mustache and then dyeing it. It can't be a good formula. Look, he's taking it back. Just... Let him have it. And, um, it back, he's taking it back to 1933 at the right <laughs> I guess uh, he, he remembers you like cranking Dream Theater throughout the house when he was growing up. So that's cool. He brought Morgan up on great music. And I'm sure you listen to a lot of other great bands and great music. Wow. And, and that's cool. So thank you for being such a cool fan, Lee. That's very cool. And once this pandemic is behind us, we can get back together. Oh, no, celebrate no music, right? here. But he also told me, Morgan uh, said that you, your favorite song is In the Name of God. So I'm going to sing you a little oh bit God. of that. Uh, okay? In the name so of God. Sure, uh, One more in the name of God. Sorry. Words here straight. <laughs> I think so. Okay. Don't hold me to it, okay, Lee? Okay, here we go. Listen, when I Scorpion. Passion, twisting faith into violence in the name of God. It actually sounded so, not too bad. Okay. It sounded way better than the other one. But well, the other song I think was too high for him. At a few points, he lost me here. The breaths he takes in between belting it out, though, are rough. Yeah, yeah I was going to say he... He needs to be trained a little bit more, it seems. Oh, shit. Did he, uh, Anyways. Did he rip that song off of, off of Scorpions, though? It sounds like that. Take me to the magic of the moment. No, it's completely oh. different. Oh, sorry. I know. I mean, he rips his mustache off from a German person, so why not rip music off from a German band? Just 
all inspiration from Germany for this guy. One more, let's do. Oh boy. Let's do it. Hey Nathan, how are you, man? Um, so your good mate Kev James Gill set this up. He said Kev James Gill? I wanted to say about the other one, at least he's very good about like starting it off differently or remembering who he's talking to, and he does personalize it very well. Yeah, he's putting in an effort. Yeah, he seems like a nice guy. Yeah, yeah, we're not, yeah, that, we're just roasting. He says, you guys have been great friends since yeah. 2002. That's awesome. Um, Merry Christmas, okay? We're only 27 days away. Um, he also tells me you're an extremely hard worker. He you know, knew that real fast. Very dedicated and committed to what you do, and uh, I admire that. I admire that in anyone. Um, so I hope it's you're staying safe, you staying well. I also love that he's wearing a Mesa Boogie beanie. Like, he's keeping it real, wearing some free swag one yeah. of his reps gave him, even though he's a millionaire. I love he's it. He's keeping it real. He's doing another fucking plug, Rob. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Oh. I think, oh, really? Imagine we're sitting here talking about what a nice guy. He seems like a great guy. And then he, he pans over, and there's, like, a wall of Nazi memorabilia, like <laughs> Lummi's house. <laughs> he's, just a, he's just a collector. Yeah. Fucking Luftwaffe <laughs> shit on his wall. Uh, uncharted territories these days, right? And um, so, you know, it's surreal, but we will get through it in, uh, you know, some time, maybe within a year, let's hope. Uh, a year from now. We'll okay, be Dr. Fauci, Labrie. Yeah, you love, know. I love that he's providing updates for all of his cameo fans. He put a timeline on it for us. Very helpful. And, will be uh, not wearing masks. and He's um, like Anvil. He's going to work on the vaccine in his basement and write a song about it. <laughs> Remember that? Their video where they claimed in their song to have oh, yes. invented a vaccine. Get away and sharing, a, you know, a good chat and a couple good, a good chat. pints and stuff like Aww. that. But, uh, anyways, so Nathan, um, stay well. Stay safe. And uh, Merry Christmas. Oh, no singing. And when this thing gets behind us, you know, we'll, we'll start touring again. You can come out. We can uh, do this big concert, the Dream Theater concert. And we can hang out and do what we love oh, to do, accent. you know. I don't know. Enjoy the music, share the music, celebrate yeah. the music, all that Gang stuff. Gang bang right? backstage to the music. So I'm going to leave you kind of with this. And um, you take care, okay? I walk beside you. Wherever you are. He gave us a warning. <laughs> he just said, I walk beside you. He's so He has passion. Not enough woofs. <laughs> Whatever it takes, no matter how far, throughout it may come. I walk beside you. I walk beside you. Jeez. Nice. Look at me when you see Nathan. Please. <laughs> Great friend there. Contact. This is like a POV porn for like 45 year old uh, yeah. soccer moms. <laughs> I was going to say, like, metal. Look, we're, we're, we're having fun. We're having a good time laughing about this. But I feel like for a Dream Theater fan, to be serenaded by James Labrie, 55 bucks is a good deal. I got to say, well, I'll say one positive thing. Of all the cameos we've watched, we've watched many different peoples. 
this is the one that's doing it correctly for the people the most who he's doing them for. Right. It's at yeah, least engaged. 100%. Yeah. It's trying, but that almost makes it sadder. Why? Like how tough are times for him that he has to try so hard on his cameos? Oh, he doesn't really have to. Like, how hard, how much effort is that really to just read the message that the person He's the only one putting forth that effort, so it must be a lot. I think about <laughs> this every time we do the cameo thing. Like, it, like whatever it is, whoever it happens to be the one we're talking about, is what that person just did too degrading to be worth the amount of money that they just did it for. And this one, I would say, no, this one it probably is, it seems very normal other than the cringy singing, but there's fans like that. So that's okay. The undertaker one. I don't know, man, the guy's worth at least eight, eight figures, maybe nine figures of the money he's collected over his life. And you know, $30,000. Okay. If someone hands me a bag of $30,000 with a dollar sign on it, I'll take it. It's a good chunk of money. I don't know if it's worth degrading myself by going all oh, elite Scooby Doo. You know, really, it's just like twenty minutes of saying this bullshit. And like, also, oh, he's retiring, so who cares? Look, let's scale the amount of money he has down to normal people. That's like the equivalent of two hundred bucks to him. Would you do that for two hundred bucks? Sure. Are the we sure he pocketed the- all that money? No, sure he, did. Like he obviously fee. did it. Yeah, Cameo got their fee. WWE got their fee. No, but I but mean, like, was less. it like a charity thing? No. You're sure about that? Positive. No Probably. mention of a charity. But that's especially really if, you're, if you're a public figure that's known for never breaking character and having this image that's never been tarnished, and then you're like, oh, you're Bubba. You're my pet lizard. You're a pet lizard. I'm so sorry to hear that he died. You're very good at baseball, you know? Yeah. It's like... <laughs> It's yeah, like if you're finally going to break from character, this is this is yeah. the platform for that? Invest in, you know, Apple or something. Just, just, you don't need this. You don't need this. Who's advising him? But Dream Theater, uh, this guy, I would say, this is an appropriate, like, not, not so cringy cameo. I was just thinking it? about, like, when he was singing and he was holding the camera, it just seemed like he was holding it like up here and it just, with his Hitler stash, just kind of, if only there was someone there who could like take another video of him actually doing it. I thought he was uh, like holding it to prevent like super focus on his double chin uh, happening. Like Probably a, part of it. He's a vain guy, he used to look like Fabio. Now he's, you know, he's not a bad looking guy, but he's 50 something. So maybe more than that. So he's probably conscious of the angles, so to speak. He probably asked like his kids or whoever, and they're like, no, we, so we have to be in the room while you're singing at a camera? No, <laughs> you're said, on your own, Dad. Tell you what, shave off the Nazi mustache, and we'll do one cameo video for you. <laughs> they're probably the ones that talked him into getting him that. <laughs> yeah, no, it'll look great, Dad. No, seriously, everybody's wearing it like that now. Really? All right, cool. <laughs> It's back in now. Trust me. They photoshopped like Kanye West with him. <laughs> they showed him that Michael Jordan Haynes commercial. Like if Michael that, Jordan's doing it, he's the coolest guy on the planet. That's definitely the uh, the best example of mainstream Hitler mustaching you. Uh, I need to get a drink of water. Noah, why don't you tell our lovely folks about our Spotify playlist? Okay. So every week we put together a playlist on Spotify that we really want you to go and heart. 
And uh, this week, so basically, like if you search for Metal Injection Livecast Music Break, you'll find it. And uh, the order of it is usually Rob, who picked Intronaut. Uh, and then it's Darren. Darren, do you want to talk about your pick? I wanted you to just have to say it because it's in Spanish. Wait, hold on. I can't really see. Oh, all right. Damn. Oh, wait. It's El Gran Combo de Puerto Rico. Wow. Very good. What about the song? Can you say the song? Uh, un... yeah, of course you can. Okay. Of course I can. Wait. Is it... It's a metal band also. That's why oh, I picked brujeria. it. Oh, it's Brujeria. Yeah, exactly. Brujeria, which means witchcraft. Oh, I thought it, I didn't know that. What'd you okay. think it meant? I thought it meant like brother. No, bru, bruja is a witch and brujeria is like doing witch spells. Bru, oh. bru, I've been like on a on a salsa and merengue kick like lately. Ooh. And also, and this is, this is like the super group of every, it's like a super group of, of salsa merengue uh, artists that just got together and that they've been around since it's like it has rotating members forever we're so talking about brujeria no no no, no. <laughs> that's the song that's the song it's oh. the same song as the, the same name as the band but not nothing to do with them okay i missed the first part so oh, the cool. grand combo has been around since like early 60s and still around i think have you been have you been taking salsa lessons I just like to listen. I'm not a big dancer. Sid? Uh, continuing the trend of me just picking something that I have previously discussed in our Discord. Everybody sign up to our Discord. Uh, me and Dallas in the Discord were talking about uh, Billy Joe Armstrong side project bands. And we both agreed Pinhead Gunpowder was the best one. So I picked one of my favorite Pinhead Gunpowder songs. How many are there? How many does he have? Too many three four five of them it's Rich a people. lot no i don't think they're all like concurrent but he's done like a lot of side projects throughout like the last 30 years i guess god damn he's old <laughs> damn well they were around since the 80s right since the late 80s yeah it's crazy he aged well he didn't look old yeah that. he always sort of looked like a child yeah he still he looks like a slightly wrinkly child <laughs> Rob? Ew. Well, no. no. Did you pick? Oh no. Uh, oh yeah, I, I kind of glossed over Rob's just because the order of it. I picked "Where the Slime Live" by Morbid Angel because it's Classic. my favorite Morbid Angel song. And he's wearing a. Is he wearing an ECW shirt in that video, or am I misremembering? Uh, I don't even remember what the video sounds like. I but I do remember just like. Loving that album and just like always listening to that song. I gotta tell you a very brief Morbid Angel story, or not really Morbid Angel story, but they're in it. Uh, Wait, how do you say Morbid Angel in Spanish? I wouldn't know how to say Morbid. I have no idea. How do you say Angel? Angel. <laughs> Los Angeles, you know. Yes. I don't know how to say more. If anyone in our chat. Like, Morbido. Is it, did you look it up? Yeah. Uh, okay. There you go. That would, if I said morbido, Angel morbido, you would have, yeah, right. Get the fuck out of here. Stop guessing. Doesn't that guy host Sabado Gigante? <laughs> Esta porción de Sabado Gigante está presentada por Tide. <laughs> um, morbid Angel. So I was working in a record store and, you know, like in the back where the, the offices were, uh, there was like a big blackboard. So like to, you know, corporate engaging of the, 
employees they had like a question of the week like you know put your favorite band one week or you know a song whatever so one time it was like mix the two band names one after the other so like al green day or something like that mm. the one starts it and one it so the, so everyone did their thing whatever and this guy walks in takes the a guy never talked this is a guy i never heard him say one word he walks into the office he goes to the blackboard takes a magic marker he goes morbid apostrophe angelo morbid d'angelo drop mic drop that's it no one's beating this shit it was tuesday forget it don't even come back to the board the funniest shit i ever saw morbid d'angelo no you you get to we need a mashup we need a mashup morbid d'angelo yeah yeah sure i'd love to hear that live cast listeners let's get on this Maybe it exists. Maybe. Though you would have probably already posted it on Metal Injection. Yeah. There, I mean, there's quite a few mashup artists now. It's quite a YouTube phenomenon. But oh, here's the ECW shirt. There we go. Yeah. Oh, wow. Very metal. And we, of course, had a former Morbid Angel vocalist, David Vincent, on the show many moons ago. You can look that up in our archives. All of our past episodes, all past 595 plus episodes of our show are available for free streaming everywhere where podcasts are downloaded, like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Omni, TuneIn, CompuServe, Prodigy, SiriusXM, Angel Fire. Morbid Angel Fire. <laughs> Are Morbid Angels still doing that like like EDM thing they were doing back then? Like- no. Uh, well, David Vincent left the band after that. There was a whole fallout because like the rest of the band are like, we got to get back to what sells the records. And they put out like a heavier uh, record. And now, now he has... That was his song, Kill a Cop. So he has a uh, industrial project now, and then he has like his death metal project, I Am Morbid. Hear me roar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I did want to, on the topic of all of these apps, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, please do us a favor. It would mean so much to us if you take a few moments and give us a favorable review on these services. It really helps us. Uh, get a little uh, extra uh, eyeballs on our on our on our podcast and uh, or earballs. So do it. Sid, uh, what? I was just scared of the concept of earballs. Sounds like oh, something no, you have I, to get lasered off. I heard a motor humming. Thought it was it was not my fart. Rob, you have that picture of that turkey there. Is that your turkey, or did you find that on the internet? No, I found it on the internet. I had a turkeyless Thanksgiving this year. Why? Any reason? I just didn't have a gather. I stayed home. I listened to the recommendations and didn't do a, a gather. So I just did takeout, and I just did barbecue takeout, which was very delicious. From hometown or where? No, it was from this place, Morgan's. It was the only one that was open. But it was good. That's it's on true. Flatbush. Hometown was open. Shame on you. No, not when I was ordering. So, I tried. That was the first place I went. Of course I wanted hometown. Bushwick yeah. Barry got from hometown on Thanksgiving Day and he ordered turkey and they gave him brisket instead. And I'm like, that's a win. And he's yeah. like, no, I was disappointed. It's the, it's the principle of it. Yeah. But what really, the brisket is, 
is just objectively better than turkey. I don't know what uh, hometown is. Hometown barbecue in Red Hook, where our friend Mike works. We've talked about it on the show before. You've never been to hometown barbecue. I feel like we've had so many gatherings there. That needs to be rectified at some point. It's the best barbecue. It's in Red Hook. I'll just Mm go. I'll just go. There's also one in Industry City now. Where's Industry City? Manhattan. Oh, oh, oh! It's essentially Sunset Park. Oh, what? Oh, what am I thinking of? That's over there where the where the uh, High Line is. That's something like that. Industry City. Oh, Blue Smoke. No, I'm saying no, the name of the area. You're thinking of where uh, the Co-op City? No, 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 no. Where the Hudson Yards is, right? There's like another. No, lower than that, like tw- like Teens Street. Alphabet City. I don't know. I'll look it up later. It's not. It's not interesting. Is it the Oculus? <laughs> no. That's is the, it? The, is it the Statue of Liberty? Is it the World Trade Center? The Oculus is uh, Chrysler Latin, Building. It's Latin for earballs, by the way. I don't know <laughs> if you knew that. That's the episode title: Latin for earballs. <laughs> Done. That's one more point for me. <laughs> I wonder if that guy's keeping up with this, this guy. We used to track uh, who, how many uh, of the episode titles each of us came up with. And also the other category for, you know, sometimes it's a guest. So I think it was Rob was number one and I was number two. Me and Sid were like neck and neck, I think. And I like was- to more point them out as as opposed to be the one who says them. You got a bunch of them, though. Yeah. <laughs> and I have like two. Oh, yeah. You have more almost than 600. You were not in a very distant fourth. You were like close fourth. You know what? I don't like being last. You weren't. Sean was last. Oh, yeah. I forget about Sean. <laughs> Probably for the best. Yes. <laughs> so, Sean is in Chicago. Or I, wonder if I think he's in a suburb. Him. He's not cool enough to be in Chicago proper. He's in a suburb. Oh. I wonder if, like, John from Chicago has noticed Sean walking around town parting it up already notice sean went and found that guy and they hung out probably well, John works together. at a hospital so if he's noticing sean around then uh, things have gone bad for sean uh in our youtube chat voodoo chaos asks how did you guys spend thanksgiving i gave my answer yeah i basically did what rob did you also i went barbecue? to family stayed at home with my wife we did have turkey though i did not have turkey i don't like turkey anyway what did you have? I'm anti-turkey. I don't like birds that are not afraid of me, like in general. <laughs> in general? Like, are there other birds that you don't like because they're not afraid? Of? Like, Yeah, no, I like like those little like tukey birds, you know, like the little small ones. But <laughs> Yeah. Flamingos, forget about it. They can go fuck themselves. Isn't it empowering then to be able to eat one of these menacing birds? Like, yeah, yeah I am in charge, motherfucker. Take that. They no? disgust me. They disgust me so much. I hate turkeys. What disgust you? We should what? just make them go extinct. I don't know. Well, like, eating please. them helps. Yeah. <laughs> so you guys eat more. I don't, what, I don't what, like them. What do you find disgusting about a turkey? The whole thing. But like, I told you, I don't like birds that are not afraid of me. And that includes pigeons and turkeys. Well, have you, you ever met a turkey? Yeah. Have I what? Have you ever met a turkey that you know for sure they're not afraid of I have of been you? chased by a school of turkeys. <laughs> what? 
I believe it's called an all elite Scooby Doo. <laughs> Turn it off. Stop sharing so, your screen. I'm starting to think it's more about you being scared of the turkey rather than them not being scared of you. Well, duh. Well, hold on. When were you chased by turkeys? Upstate. So you were on a turkey farm? No, I was not a turkey farm. When you my just walk around to... the highway up there. <laughs> no, it's like like there's more land for turkeys to like roost or whatever. And uh, when my parents lived like further upstate in their property, one time I was like outside and there was like a bunch of turkeys. You turned down the wrong alleyway. It was just like a turkey street gang. <laughs> yeah, you are like the, the wrong neighborhood, bitch. This is turkey town. The fucking jets and the sharks, but they're turkeys. <laughs> with little motorcycle jackets on. Pulled out a switchblade and chased you down the block. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> so, uh, and then the pigeons attacked me on King's Highway when I was walking to junior high school. And after that, I just never liked pigeons. <laughs> I was walking on King's Highway, and as I walked past the corner of East 19th Street where that Carvel was, remember when the Carvel was on the corner and oh, yeah. now it's like an Arabic restaurant? Uh-huh. It's not no, Shishabab. It's, it's Mimo. It's Mimo. Is it Mimo? Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. It, like, I love went... that place. Oh, my God. It's so good. Sorry, Noah. I'm trying to tell a sad story about the time a pigeon attacked me. You're 100% right. I got distracted by how good Mimo was. I apologize. <sighs> me wants a mo. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, yes. So, turkeys disgust me. I'll never eat one. I had a similar experience in uh, when I visited U.S. Virgin Islands, uh, which is so crazy to think that I went on this trip this in February of this year, like right right before everything shut down. Good. You're uh, scared so, of tires. I'm so glad. <laughs> <laughs> but there were roosters everywhere. Like the way you, they're, they're you stray cocks? Cocks? Cocks all over. Cocks roosted. Cocks cocking around. Like, serious, like there was a pathway where we had to like, walk, like dodge the cocks. They're all over. They are all over. You are getting slammed with cocks all over the U.S. Virgin Islands. And the cocks, they like, they are loud cocks, you know? So like seven Aggressive cocks. 7 a.m. you hear aggressive cock noises. Hard cocks. (laughs) Hard cock noises. It's really. (laughs) You hear them going, cock-a-doodle-doo. But I want to say like, you know, I was walking to the beach and like I was walking near a a cock <laughs> just right out on the beach there was a cock there's a cock, cock in the walk just cock. laying there and the fucking like it was like it was like oh you stepping to me and it like you know like it shows it's it's fat you know it expands its wings like oh let's go let's go let's go and i'm like no i just want to get to the beach mr cock so <laughs> he wanted to get to he wanted to get out into cock fight with you yeah yeah <laughs> What is like? This isn't a dick measuring contest, Mister Cock. Wait, so you, Sid, would you say that the 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 cock was getting all up in your business? <laughs> yes. Sid, who would you have put your money on in a cock fight, Rob or the cock? <laughs> I I think uh, I mean Rob is familiar with cock destroyers, so I think he would have the advantage just based on that. <sighs> His reputation precedes him. But wait, no, are, 
is this any animal that you would eat needs to be an animal that would fear you or just in the bird world? Birds. Like if they fly over my head, I don't like it. <laughs> if they have that capability, I probably don't like it. But it's so funny about that. <laughs> so sp- How did we not know this about you before? This is incredible. If they fly over my head, I can't eat them. This is so specific. <laughs> I know it's, it's, an, it's an irrational fear. Completely. Can I ask another follow-up question to you, Noah? Uh, sure. What would be an, an example of an animal, of a bird that does fear you? And how do you know? Uh, like those little parakeets or like those the, the little birds that we see around here. But you're not eating those. No, you I would eat, eat them. them. You would eat them. If someone fricasseed the motherfucker up, you'd, you'd eat it, right? No, I wouldn't eat it because it's like, no, I just wouldn't eat it. Unless, of course, it was like the end of the world and there was no food left. Then I would be okay with eating that, but not then you gotta Then you got to take the turkey down, too. Yeah. Well, I got, so are there any birds that do fear you that you would eat that you Chicken. do eat? Oh, Chicken. chickens fear you. Okay. Gotcha. Chicken. Yeah, I guess. Have they you ever do. been near a chicken? Because they they can get pretty aggressive. Maybe it's best you don't. I don't like to think about it. <laughs> like to me, a chicken. Like I can't see it. If I start to think about it as like a like an animal or a bird, then I don't like I stop eating it. But I know that a chicken most likely can't fly over my head. You know, they just like jump. But. You know the one on your plate can't fly over your head. So what's the danger? You know, so it doesn't make sense. It's like the people who go on like Jenny Jones and they're afraid of cotton. That's true. I have, sense. I have things like that that I it makes no sense either. So I can relate to that. But like in my mind, there's like a whole like web of lies that helps me contain, like, you know, keep the fear alive. <laughs> We need to prank Amazing. Noah where she orders some chicken and it's like actually still alive and it would get like like David Blaine or something to do some bait and switch and then the, the bird, he puts a live bird there and it flies into her face. Or we just it. put like a chicken suit on a drone and just follow her on one of her like mountain climbing expeditions, just like a chicken in the sky. Like <laughs> Breaking news. Noah falls off a mountain. <laughs> <laughs> this is amazing. Oh my god, I love this so much. Really <sighs> woman plummeted to her death earlier today. Reports say she was running away from a chicken flying overhead. More on these details as they develop. Uh, question of the week. We're bringing back question of the week. What foods are you afraid of? <laughs> no, I think the question needs to be, what foods do you have an irrational fear okay. about or yes. of? Holodietz is a very rational fear, I yeah. would say. Yeah. <laughs> Not afraid of it, even. I just don't fucking, it's disgusting. There's no fear involved. I just fear what will happen to my uh, digestive tract. Yeah, I don't see. I don't know. I don't know if that's because I eat plenty of things that fuck with my digestive tract, but they taste good. So I don't even know if it's that. I like fucking up my digestive tract for. Oh, at least I'll sacrifice it for something delicious. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of something delicious, just shift topics ever so slightly. <laughs> 
from chicken, let's switch to burgers. Mm. Uh, so Gordon Ramsay has announced a new burger that will be a hundred and six dollars. Uh, revving up for his December opening of the London location of his long uh, of his Las Vegas-based restaurant, Gordon Ramsay Burger, the Michelin-starred chef is turning heads for its menu lineup. But it's not because everything sounds so good. It's because there's one particular item that's priced oddly high. A $106 burger. Yikes. This is the writing, by the way. Sound like uh, James Labrie over there warming up. <laughs> uh, though a burger that's probably why he's doing that cameo, so he could afford to go get that burger. He'd have to do at least two of them. Yeah. Uh, though a burger priced that high seems a bit absurd to most. Ramsey, however, believes that it will be well worth the price tag. The burger joint promises that these won't be your average quarter pounders. Better not, motherfucker. I would hope not, yeah. So what makes it so tantalizing, you ask? I do. The whole cow. Apparently, the burger named the Wagyu Burger mm. will reportedly feature an exquisite lineup of 100% UK heritage beef patty, seared Wagyu sirloin, Fresh black truffles, I assume, and truffle pecorino cheese. Uh, keep in mind, though, fries are sold separately, oh, which no. is like, wow. Fries are $110. <laughs> I want to be the guy that goes in there and asks for that burger well done. <laughs> like, I dare you to tell me no. I'm willing to pay you over $100 for a burger. Burn that shit. I have a feeling they'll throw you out on your ear. Honestly. Yeah, they probably would. Knowing it's Gordon Ramsay. Yeah. He says, I promise you will never have tasted anything quite as delicious as the amazing burgers at Gordon Ramsay Burger. I've been perfecting burgers for years in America. In New Zealand? I know. He's a sheep herder. Crikey. Restaurant. It's a bushwhacker. I've been perfecting burgers for years in America. Crocodile Dundee. That's and that, not a burger. This is a burger. <laughs> <laughs> Throw another bag on the baby, mate. <laughs> There's no like gold leaf on it or anything. No, that's what I thought. No, I guess the truffle is what really brings up the price. They do mention there are cheaper options like the spicy Hell's Kitchen burger with jalapeno aioli and mozzarella cheese. And an American bear. Oh, that's $33. And then the classic American burger uh, made with American cheese uh, is $28. And there's also a $56 lobster and shrimp burger equipped Whoa. with a pan sear lobster and rock shrimp patty. Fuck that. I'd have that. That sounds Wait, so the bur there's not like a beef burger. The burger is no. made of shrimp and lobster. Yes. That sounds incredible. The All burger right. being made of shrimp sounds incredible. I don't know. Lobster and shrimp. It's made up. It's ground up lobster and shrimps. Yes. I feel like making it into a burger, like, would, I mean, I'm not a big lobster person, obviously, but wouldn't that just, wouldn't you rather just eat the lobster? Yeah, I think so. Well, I mean, it's like having a salmon burger. You could just have salmon, but it's a different, uh, different yeah. little, uh, something different. I would get the, I think I would, if I'm already going out and it's like a special occasion and it's like we're going to a fancy dinner and everything is already really expensive, I might get a $106 burger. I have to admit. I How would. do you feel about truffle flavor though in general? Do you like totally it? overrated. I think it's hit and miss 
Yeah. I think I've had it where it's exquisite and I've had it other times where this is ruining what it's in now. It's, it's very easy to overdo that flavor. And and it's like, you can't taste anything else for like the rest of the night. It just coats your entire mouth and then you're just, I absolutely agree. They overdo it because it's such a, a trendy item now I feel. And it's an excuse to charge way more. Yeah. Uh, just, I, yeah, sorry. It tastes like garlic to me. Usually. Yeah, agreed. I don't. I really don't. It. It. I, it's. Let's say slightly different than garlic, but it's, it's just garlic. garlic. It's, yeah, I don't I get the I'll, hype. I'll be the truffle defender. I think when it's done right and subtly, it just it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's there's a pizza place now. by me that uh, you could get truffle oil as a topping on your pizza, and that is really fucking good. Because mm. it's just the right amount, they don't overdo it, so you just get that little hint with every bite, and it's really nice. That, well, as someone who has garlic on his pizza, I'm very into that. You know what I've been putting on pizza that I'm obsessed not turkey, with? I bet. Chocolate Definitely chip not cookies. turkey. Uh, no, uh, I put hot honey. Okay. On it. Mm. Yeah. All right. So, like a sriracha honey. Nope. Well, that like Justin honey. Foley honey that he just gave us that it. one time. <laughs> Mike, it's Mike's hot honey. So it's just heated up honey, or uh, it's spicy honey. No, no, spicy. It's oh. like like they keep like chilies in it or something. So it's like it's got a little bit of kick. And do you heat the honey also because you're eating a hot food or no? No, you're, I don't think you're supposed to heat. It's honey just room in temperature, probably, right? I'm asking you. I don't know. What do I know? I yeah, never had a honey on a pizza. So, oh. but but uh, just to take a step back, like so, Darren, you said you would have the hundred six dollar burger. I mean, I'm not. If I was there already, if we're doing a special, like, yeah, let, let, yeah. Let, let me set the scenario here. This is a a like a birthday party or a gathering that you were invited to. It's not your party. You're just invited to this place. You look in London. The, well, yes. Make yeah, believe they open one. We're all in London. <laughs> all right. And you see the menu. You see these twenty five, thirty dollar burgers, and you see the hundred and six dollar burger. Yeah, going for it. I would rationalize it to myself and just say like, "Well, I already spent you know five grand to go to London anyway, so what the fuck? Enjoy yourself." But I I don't think that's my favorite kind of burger. So maybe like I might get one of the other burgers just because I like that better. But I wouldn't. What I'm trying to say is I wouldn't be averse to trying a hundred and six dollar burger because of the price tag if it looked good. I'm not. Yeah, I agree with you. I'm not immediately shutting it down because of the price for me it's the value that you're getting for the price is not worth it i've certainly had expensive meals uh like 100 you know or even slightly more sometimes you know special occasion why not uh but it has i feel like it has to be worth it you know like i've also had occasions where i've gone to like a seafood restaurant and i've spent like 150 dollars and I'm, I'm like i didn't really like i barely ate anything i'm like still hungry this wasn't worth it. And it's a not burger. Just, a burger goes by quick too, you know? Right. And you still got to buy fries. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have to. I tend to just like a right. classic burger with like American, like I'll change it to cheddar cheese. And then sometimes if I'm like really feeling crazy, I'll order pepper jack cheese, but like Ooh. pecorino or mozzarella on a burger doesn't feel to me at all. Robert Pecorino, whatever his name is. <laughs> how, do, how do we like our burgers? I like my medium. Rare. Yeah. Rare, rare, medium. rare, rare. Rare, rare, rare. I know it's a sin. Sometimes I'll ask medium well. I ask medium well when I do delivery because I feel like 
uh, it like by the time it gets here, it's oh, gonna like cool, yeah, it's gonna cool off. And a, a cold medium burger is yeah. gross, but like a cold medium well burger, it's still edible. I don't know if you've ever tried a rare burger. A lot of people haven't. It's the best shit. It's but a steak I would get medium rare. I don't like rare steak. I like rare burgers. Burgers mm-hmm. rare are just uh, such a wonderful experience. I've had like tartare. Right, like steak tartare or something. Like yeah, meat. yeah, too much for me. Uh, yeah, not a fan of steak tartare with the raw. Like, I don't know. Like, it's just too. Like, what, what, what's appealing to you about it, Darren? What about the burger being rare? Yeah, oh, it's, I don't eat steak tartare. I don't like that. I've no, had no, it no, no, just the burger. Ah, uh, the consistency is so much. Ni- it's like nice and mushy, and uh, I feel like you just get more of the flavor. And when I make That's a burger. I feel like when you make it rare, it absorbs more of the flavoring that you put on it. So it gets into the center somehow more. Like when I when you cook it more, it loses a lot of that. Like you, you will taste the flavoring on the outside shell of the burger and nothing inside too. So that's, you know, it's more flavor in your mouth when it's rare. But really it's the consistency is the biggest thing for me. I like a nice mushy burger. Like when it first... It goes from like purple to red. That's when I stop cooking it. Hmm. Interesting. I'm always a little paranoid. Well, you can't, I mean, you could eat the burger raw and you wouldn't die. The issue is with bacteria on the outside. So if you clean it and you sear the outside, the eating the, the, even the purple meat would not, would not kill you. You can eat the ground beef raw and it won't kill you. If you, Wash it. Washing it is the th- like searing it. That's why you see it's a steak too. That's why you sear a steak, even if you're cooking it in the oven, because you're searing the bacteria off of it. And that's if you don't do that, that's how you get fucking sick. But it's not really the temperature so much. Great cooking tips. Also, Orange. purple meat is Rob's Tinder name. <laughs> I was gonna say I was gonna I was trying so hard to make a joke with pecorino and Rob, but. <laughs> That was it. That was way better, Sid. <laughs> you know, Rob's got a purple dick. I just, it, I, I, I feel like I've said this on the show before. I just feel like you, it's probably just based on your skin tone. I feel like your dick is probably purplish. No, not true. I just, I choose to believe that. It's not true. There's only one way you could change my mind, and I don't think you're going to do it. <laughs> For the Patreons. <laughs> Oh, well, I hope I hope we never learn the truth to that no, one. My 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 dick is basic skin tone, same skin tone as you see here. That's that's, that's what we got. Well, I see several skin tones. Fair point. I see like a little bit of pink, a little bit of olive, a little bit of like an olive color, a little bit of olive in my eye on Rob's <laughs> cock. <laughs> A little bit of pink tone on his rock. You know what? We should uh, ask James Labrie for a Patreon and ask him to sing that for us. Ask No, ask him what his cock color is. <laughs> no. Ask him if he has a little swastika mustache on his cock, too. Hey, Metal Injection Livecast. Uh, your mom asked me to make this video. You wanted to know if my cock is purple. It's not. But yes, I did shave my pubes in the shape of a Hitler mustache for my penis. And, and, and here's a little something like... 
a little bit of Monica. Sandra, bye bye. Yeah, it's a little something. No big deal. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever. But uh, keep working out and uh, do good at school. And maybe when this whole thing is over, we could all uh, have a little dream theater show. Whew. Matter <sighs> so do I have time to tell this little story that happened to me or no? Yes. Oh yeah. Yes. I thought the burger thing was the story, but go ahead. No, no, you the burger thing was an article that we Oh yeah, you brought up the burger thing, Rob. <laughs> no, but okay, go ahead. Uh so I was I, I try to do my, my walks, you know, so that I can keep exercising while there's a pandemic, but I'm very safe as I always say, put on my mask and don't go near anybody. Uh, I forget six feet. I try not to go near like 20 feet near people. But I was walking along and I see these two, I don't know, middle at 55 ish women. And they're standing in the middle of the street looking at the, the phone. So this is like what I like to do most of the time when there's no coronavirus is like when I see somebody doing that, I try to help them, give them directions, you know, especially if they're tourists, you know. I just like a good Samaritan thing. Like I always try to stay. If I'm not rushed for time or something, I just stop and tell them where things are. So, but then I started to do that and I was like, eh, like coronavirus. Like, let me, and they had masks on. I want to say this is not a typical 3D yells at uh, people not wearing mask story. So they were practicing good hygiene. And I get past them. And I'm like, I'm not going to say anything because, like, why, you know, I talk to somebody in this environment. So I just pass them. And then I hear behind me, Oh, I wonder if there's a pizzeria around here. I wonder if there's a... So I couldn't resist. So I stopped and turned around. I'm like 10 feet away. And I go, uh, do you need help finding a pizzeria? Like, that's kind of like my forte over here. And they're like, oh, yeah. Oh, oh my God. Thank you. We're looking for somewhere to eat. And I'm like, all right. Well, uh, how far are you willing to go? You know, it's just, uh, oh, well, we're on foot. We don't have a car. So not too far. I was like, well, there's one about a mile and a half away, uh, but I don't know. Oh, now, now that's too far. Like maybe a few blocks. I said, unfortunately, there's only shit pizza around here. It's like kind of bad where we happen to be situated. And then she looks at her friend. She goes, yeah, it's probably too Jewish around here to have good pizza. Oh. <laughs> it's like, oh. When and then I try to stop and I processed it. At first, the first things first. I thought there was no way these two women were not Jewish. <laughs> I uh, mean, th- you right. know, we're Jewish and we would say that about that neighborhood too. Probably, yeah, it could, right? it could be. They could have meant it like non. Well, that's what I'm getting at is like I, I took a second to process and I'm like, what is this woman really saying here? Like she's saying in her own way, this may be a little bit crude. There's no good pizza around here because it's a Jewish neighborhood. It's not yeah, right. It's a Hasidic Jews. neighborhood, so there's less likely to be Italians here that yeah. can serve us good pizza. I think was, this true. wasn't a Hasidic. This wasn't like right where I live. It was a little bit down, but uh, yeah, she's just saying. Even I mean, the- I could have thought of a very good pizza place that you could have debunked that. Well, it wasn't. I, very, I, I it wasn't very. Was- two things. It wasn't very close to J two. Uh, I was probably a mile and a half. <laughs> Wait, and also on King's Highway. Unless, oh no, actually, I don't think J and R Pizza is there anymore. Oh, it's not. It is. Oh, it's there, but it, I, I don't like J and R. But anyway, yeah, Susan, there was no like good pizza, in, but she's not even really saying that Jews make bad food. Even just not good pizza. 
which I would agree with generally. Yeah. And I, by the way, I'm not, I wasn't near J2 and I'm not sending people to J2 anymore because they don't wear masks. Yeah. I've discussed, discussed and it's not good. No, come on. You even said it was good. You just said it wasn't as good as we said. I said it's it's good as its own genre, but it's not like I wouldn't compare it to Italian pizzerias. It's no, different. It's not. Yeah, but it's still pizza. It's, it's sure, just, like Elio's is pizza. No, this is a lot more like Italian pizza than Elio's is, though. Mm. It's good. It's I love it, but I, I fully admit I may have some nostalgia tied to it. But also, I'm not sending anyone there because they don't wear fucking masks. And it really pisses me off. There's a, it's, you can't even blame the Jewish thing because there's a Jewish fried chicken joint that's like one block away from there. And they wear masks and they, do all, they make all the clients wear masks I, and they, they throw them right the fuck out if they don't. I think restaurants have very strict guidelines to abide by. And I'm pretty sure that if J2 wants to stay open, they are wearing masks in there. I don't remember when you went in there, that, when you saw that, but maybe it was like in the beginning when nobody knew what the hell to do. Noah, I go by there praying that they'll change their ways every day that I pass it. So I've been there roughly 10 to 15 times in a row. And each time there's three guys or two guys back there. Nobody's got a mask on. At okay. best, the mask is around their neck. <laughs> That's, That's crazy. Best. See, like, like I was going to say, like, uh, when I go visit family on Brighton Beach was a predominantly Russian conservative area. I see a lot of like, like cheating, you know, like nose exposed and like even in the stores. And it gets me very upset, especially when they let people in without masks. Yeah, that's the worst. Uh, But I've never seen it like this where it's just like down here or whatever. Now, I think I'm reasonable. Like, if I go in a store and, you know, if it's like, I don't assume anything. It could be just the one time the thing slipped down or they're not, you know, they took a... I'm okay with them just putting it on as they see. Like, that's fine, too. Just show me that you're making some effort. But they don't. But that worries me, what you just said, because... I get in principle that's okay, but what are they doing all day? Are they breathing on my meat? Yeah, you know what I mean. I don't want to. I don't want to see. But that but there's uh, but the uh, getting it from a surface. They said it, it's it's yeah. way way low risk. The whole it's point really of the low. mask is to block the you know like the aerosols. I understand that, but I worry that if they're not taking the mask seriously, they're doing other things wrong too. I, that I think is very. That I've definitely gotten that like you know trajectory of thought as well and and then it's just like well like for your own you know mental well-being uh better to just avoid it it's also also the principle of it because i feel like this is a very fucked up time that we live in and you and this goes for stores and it also goes for people in the world like you if you went to a country where they had a custom and you pissed all over and you said, no, I'm an American. Fuck you. I'm doing what I want. You would be, you know, mocked, laughed at, and in some cases thrown in jail. Well, we live in the, the custom of the world now is you wear a fucking mask. Like, is it a custom? If, well, it a custom? It's, a, it's a de facto custom because. It, I don't it, agree with that. It makes a lot of people. It makes their lives easier. It makes the, a lot of people uncomfortable to see masks not being worn. And even if you think COVID is a fucking hoax or something, how hard is it to just be considerate and put a fucking mask on to 
assuage people's like fears and stuff like why is this such a hard thing for people to do that they're so livid about having to do it that pisses me off it's inconsiderate yeah like, what do you mean that you don't think it's a it's a custom like are you it's saying a, that? i wouldn't call it a custom i would say it's a recommendation but well, what about like you know people who don't know how to there's plenty of nurses and doctors who have pointed out that people don't know that they shouldn't be reusing a surgical mask and that you take that bacteria and you put it right back on your mouth. And, you know, like, that's not, that's not helpful either. But there, but, well, but, and, and I, I'm not going to argue with you about whether masks are right or wrong because I'm on the same page as you. I just don't yeah. agree that comparing it to like a custom, like if, if we go to like another country and we respect their customs and then like, it just, I don't think that that, is, that line of I, thought works for me. That's that is all. why I said a de facto custom because I know it's not literally a custom, but we've. But I don't think that point, we should think of it as a custom. I think that's not right. I th I think, but I think the custom analogy is intended to show that you're being like not you, but the person who's doing this is being an asshole to other people who are doing safe procedures, and like you can say all you want that you don't believe COVID is real or something. I'm not telling people what to think, but when you see everyone else doing this and you're, you're creating a problem in their life, they have to go around you. They have to wait till you're out of the fucking banks before they go in, you know, like you're just ruining life for everybody else. All you got to do is put a fucking mask on. It's not that difficult. I'm not asking you to change your religion. Just yeah. be a productive and caring member of society. Yeah, I think you're kind of just making it relative to your experiences, but I understand that because it is annoying, like the story you told last week about the bank and that lady coming standing next to you. She could have gone in there without her mask, but stood all the way on the other side. Mm -hmm. So I think it's just like depending on your experiences with others, but I don't it's think- It's a common that, like, courtesy, I think. I think the uh, ultimate thing is the courtesy because like, look, I have definitely left the house to walk Babka without a mask. Uh, just because I just forgot to put it on, uh, and I didn't don't realize it until like I'm already out there, and I'm like, oh crap. Well, so if I'm if I'm like that, I'm crossing the street, like I'm avoiding people, I'm yes. getting out of the way. So so that but that's an uh, honest mistake too. I'm talking about right, right, right. who go do Especially, this on purpose. Yes, I agree. If if you're actively intentionally not wearing a mask. Oh, okay. You didn't say that it's people who are doing it on purpose with some intention behind it. But well, that's why yeah. I, I made an analogy to customs because I'm talking about people who actively go like, fuck you, you know, this is what I want to do. And if you don't like it, fuck you, deal with it. So that to me, that's, that's just being an asshole. Like you can have different beliefs from me or whatever the fuck. But if you're, if you know that 90% of the people around you, well, where I live, probably less than that, but this is, this is the way the world is now. Like, this is the way the world is. If you don't like it, you're, you're creating problems for other people. It's like people, I, I'm going to smoke wherever the fuck I want. I don't care that there's a restriction on it. I'm going to go into a bar and just fucking smoke in your face. Well, you're being an asshole. You understand what I'm saying? This is the same thing now. Yeah, but people used to smoke in bars all the time. It was like a, like a rule that they had to implement that you can't smoke indoors because of, 
you know, secondhand smoke and all that stuff. So, but today in today's society, like if you know what smoke does to people and you stand that, like, let's say we're in a place where it's okay to smoke. Right. And okay. I stand next to you and I blow smoke into your fucking face. Is that a are good you doing thing? it on purpose or are you just smoking a cigarette? And, and I'm, I happen to be if I'm smoking you? a cigarette, which is a carcinogen, I need to not be next to you. Like I need to, I, you have to respect people's right to not want smoke blown. And you don't know whether they are okay with it or not. You're invading something that you may be invading a, some, a, a, a space that they don't want you in. That's it's just, disgust. it's a health risk. They don't have to be subjected to that just because you think it's okay. Like you have to be aware and proactive and prevent that from happening. Well, I would say like to do that, you have to like, you know, have empathy <laughs> and people don't give a fuck if like exactly that like where where they choose to smoke or wait that, okay i'm not gonna get into this because it's like it's really not making any sense so i mean we're, we're speaking to, very generally but go ahead yeah like so you're saying that people who are now like in a smoking section outside of like a mm -hmm. venue that we go to right yes and you happen to be standing outside on the sidewalk also because you want to go out for a breath of fresh air did I walk into people, the smoking section? That would be a different but story. But smoke usually blows over. It doesn't stay in one I'm not section. talking about a smoking section. I'm talking about in the public. You're walking along. This is a sidewalk there where anyone can do whatever they want. And you happen to pass somebody and you just blow smoke right into their fucking face. Okay, so then it's on purpose. It, not even on purpose. It's just careless. You have to be better than careless and proactive because you're smoking a carcinogen. And you don't, you shouldn't subject other people to that. It's the same with COVID. Like you don't know what the fuck you have. So even if you don't believe it's true, you got to give the people the the people have the expectation that you are, you are infecting them or potentially infecting them. So a considerate person would just put a mask on. Do you understand what I'm it, saying? It's like if you're walking down the street and you're smoking, but it's not a carcinogen, but just you smoking gets your friend arrested. <laughs> it has to make a joke to cut the tension yeah i didn't i, I don't know. we're just we're just gabbing i don't feel the tension uh but there's uh plenty of tension on our patreon uh patreon.com slash metal injection livecast and as we are winding down to the end of the show uh i do want to mention that uh hey you could be a top live guest fan of the week and uh, these top top livecast fans of the week, by contributing $10 a month, not only do you get access to all the bonus episodes, all of our video episodes of our podcast, uh, our weekly video episodes, our bonus Patreon-only episodes, you also get a little shout-out at the end of the show ski, which is right now. <coughs> I'm going to do it Can in my... I was going to do it in my Golden Ramsey voice. Oh, I was going to ask for James Labrie. Maybe you could mix it up. Can you keep that up for bit. like three minutes? <laughs> me, me, me. Eric! Oh, I can't go high. Benjamin! I'll do the riddle! Dinner, cattle decaf, Mindy Mayer's <laughs> Why did I ask for this? Rock destroyer. I don't know. 
Semi-orientalist! Gender! Shazoo-shazoo-sets! LaCroix! The Crustacean Sensation! K.K.A. God Stopper! Ash! Buzz! Pillow! Dallas! Rubber Vampiro, Sheen, Hugo likes tacos, Lando tanks. That guy's going okay. towards the end. So, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever that was. <laughs> Gotta send your audition tape to Dream Theater. James uh, Labrie, whenever this is all over, we could all meet up at a Dream Theater show. But you'd be, his comp- you'd be his competition, though. Why would he meet up with you? Wait! Do it. You might take over for him in Dream Theater with that voice. He seems like a way like mellower guy than the guy from Five Finger Death Punch. I don't oh, think yeah. he would see Rob as competition. You'd probably see him as like a friend, not a foe. So maybe he'll. Let, I don't think he would see me as any competition. No. He'll, he'll let Rob in the band, kick him out, and then do a video going, "Woof! I can't believe what a day I had." <laughs> guy's not in the band. He's making a new album without me. Well. I mean, where can we go from there? Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week, uh, 6 p.m. Eastern is the start time. And don't hold me to this, but I'm pretty sure this is going to happen. We're going to have Greg Weeks of the Red Cord. One of the greatest men. One of the greatest men guesting on the show. It's been such a long time since we've had him. Very excited to have him back on. And on Zoom. So maybe this is when you watch live or subscribe to Patreon. Will he have a Hitler mustache? Well, only one way to find out. Let's tune in next week. He's got he's got seven days to get on it if he doesn't have one. Greg Week. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye everyone.